everybody. So we are so excited. We're here to talk about the series finale of Star Wars Rebels. And uh, I am joined by my friend Jonathan. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And if you don't know Jonathan, we have done a bunch of Doctor Who podcasts together and a few other little ones here and there. But uh, uh, he's also a big Star Wars Rebels fan. Yeah, I've been reviewing Star Wars Rebels since season two, I think, on Rotoscopers, the website that we both write for. And it's, yeah, it's been one of my favorite animated series for a long time. Yeah. Um, what's your sort of fan level as far as Star Wars in general? Um, I've been a big Star Wars fan ever since, like, my early teens. It, it was one of those series movies franchises that we weren't allowed to watch when we were kids but somehow i convinced my mom to let us watch it when i was like i don't know 13 or something and i've been a huge fan ever since but i would have to say that i think i'm almost more of a fan of the animated series than the movies even though i love the movies and i really loved the last jedi i know it's very divisive among fans these days but I think I like the animated series better. Clone Wars is top, but Rebels is right up there, especially after this finale. The finale I thought was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I uh, grew up watching Star Wars, really loved uh, Star Wars, and uh, it was more sort of thing my brother and sister were into, but I kind of like joined in kind of uh, as I sort of piggybacked off of them. And, uh, but then I was not a fan of the prequels. Uh, I, I didn't like, uh, I, um, Phantom Menace came out when I was a, a freshman at college and I was very excited. And I remember going to all the, uh, the re, the re-screenings, the reissuing or whatever of the original trilogy. And those were just some of the most amazing experiences I've had at the theater. Everybody was so excited. And it was the first time I'd ever been to a movie where there was that kind of enthusiasm, you know, where people dressing up and stuff like that. Like I'd never experienced that before. And so I was so excited to see Phantom Menace and I was very disappointed. And then I hated the second, I hated Attack of the Clones so much. I, I've grown to like appreciate some things about it, but I hated it back then. And, um, and then I never even saw Revenge of the Sith until, uh, until before, Force Awakens. I, I mean, I was so turned off by, by Attack of the Clones. I really didn't like it. And so I never watched the Clone Wars because I didn't like the prequels. So uh, I, I watched, we, when we were doing all these, pod, I was doing a bunch of podcasts on the Star Wars movies and uh, before Force Awakens came out. And so then I watched all the prequels again and I watched all the stuff. And so I, um, I'd heard about this show because I love Force Awakens so much. And then I'd heard about the show and I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. And so I actually had to kind of backpedal and I, I just started watching it and then kind of tried to make up and, and backpedal. I think I started in, in the middle of season two. So I had to watch season one and I just loved it. I loved Star Wars Rebels so much. I loved the characters. I loved all of the... Female characters, especially, were my favorite. 
And uh, because that hasn't always been the greatest when it comes to Star Wars is the female characters. Of course, there's Leia is amazing, but Padme wasn't my favorite. And, um, you know, I was just getting to know Ray, but um, I just loved Rebels so much, mostly for these great characters I thought were just so interesting and new. And I know some of them were from Clone Wars, like Ahsoka, but, uh, but there were still some new ones and I just really liked following it, their journey. And I was mixed on Last Jedi. You can, you guys can check out the podcast that we did on Last Jedi. I think it was really fair. Uh, I, there's some things I really hated and there are some things that I liked quite a bit. So, uh, so I was right in the middle of the camps on Jedi. And, but I just thought this finale was tremendous. It was, it, it was, I think, better, certainly better than the recent movies. And, um, and just, it had that old school feel to me about Star Wars that I definitely didn't feel in The Last Jedi. And uh, I don't know, it was just, it was kind of comforting in a way for me. I really liked it. I agree. I guess I would, I, I think I like, I might've liked it more than The Last Jedi. I don't know. It might be about equal. I liked them for totally different reasons. I really liked, I guess, how victorious <laughs> they were. And yeah. you didn't quite get that with The Last Jedi because The Last Jedi is like right in the middle of this trilogy that where it can't be victorious yet. So I just, I loved how well everything went. Everything went way better than I was expecting. I was expecting massive failures. I was really afraid that Ezra was going to die. I was surprised at how many people survived. I think only Greg, didn't only Gregor die? He was the only one. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, um, and I mean, it, it kind of feels like part of the finale We'll talk about with Kanan in in the previous episode, but um, and there's also I should say huge spoilers in this podcast for like everything Star Wars. <laughs> spoilers for Last Jedi, spoilers for 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 this, um, and I also another I think that they actually did Rogue One better than Rogue One did Rogue One. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I mean, certainly saw Guerrera in. This series was way better character, in my opinion. He was way more consistently written. He was way more interesting. You understood what he was looking for, what he was doing. I thought he was a very muddled character in Rogue One. And so I, I think that this movie did, I mean, this series did a prequel to New Hope much better than Rogue One, in my opinion. <laughs> uh I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't hate Rogue One, but I I did not love Rogue One. Yeah. I really liked a lot of things about Rogue One, but I can't say that I absolutely loved the movie. There was I don't know, it was just yeah. too depressing, I guess. Which I mean, I knew I knew that going in. I knew it wasn't going to be one of my favorites, so it I'm not like horribly disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. But I liked Rebels a lot more than I liked yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about some of these characters uh, that, because I think that's what's special about this movie. I, mean, I keep saying movie. I think that's what's, what's special about this series. Uh, so let's talk about Ezra as our lead character. Now, 
I, I think right around season two, it was, you were feeling like he's going to go to the dark side. Like the, the pull was very strong. He had that sort of relationship with Darth Maul that started to develop at a certain point. And uh, he, he has such like Anakin, he has such a desire to help his family and family, family, family. And I think what they were able to do so successfully in this show is they were able to make the rebels, and this is what they weren't able to do in Rogue One, they were able to make the rebels his family. And that's what he ended up fighting for in the end. And yeah. I loved in this finale when he's basically faced with the temptation of family. And, and, and that's what he realizes that, like, he realizes what his family really is and what and then he makes his decision i thought that was so moving mm -hmm. once when we got to that part with him being faced with that choice i was like this was the point of the lesson they had to learn in the world between the worlds that yeah soka basically had to tell him you need to learn to let go and i was like this is what this was all leading to i thought that was brilliant yeah, agreed. It was really good. I was crying. It was emotional because you've just seen this character grow up and become this man. And and I, I could just feel like Kanan like so proud of Ezra at that moment. It was really great. And it felt mm -hmm. earned. It, it really uh, was just lovely. And uh, and I, I bought his character arc through the whole series, I think has been very well done. Dave Filoni is the, the writer and creator of, of this uh, series. And he, he's just, I feel like he has such a handle on his characters. He's, he's brilliant. I think he's a better George Lucas than George Lucas. Was. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I love the, what, what he does with the characters. He, he really makes you feel for the characters. I think that the characters, in both of his shows are more successful than most of the characters in the movies. Yeah, agreed. I mean, even though I haven't watched Clone Wars, I just, even just from this, I, I, I have them on Blu-ray. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I will. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I really do. And, uh, and for me, let's go back a little bit to what happened with Kanan. So they are, uh, there, there's this point where the, uh, there's this, um, base that has this uh like basically kind of like a nuclear capability sort of and he ends up sacrificing himself um in order for the rebels to leave but also for the base to be destroyed and so it can't be used for bad things anymore and that was devastating i thought and so moving so powerful, especially because they had just barely had the, the Hera and, and uh, him had, had just barely confessed their love. And, uh, and that was very moving, I thought. Yeah, I, I really liked that scene. I kind of knew that it was coming. I mean, they've said before that you shouldn't take everything that is in the movies at face value, which... You can tell that from a lot of things that have happened in the, in the movie series. But I was really expecting both Kanan and Ezra to somehow either die or give up being Jedi by the end. So I kind of knew that he was going to die somehow. I just, yeah. I, I really you felt it. You could feel it coming. 
I didn't know about Ezra because I, I mean, it's a Disney XD show. I didn't know if they were going to kill off the main character. Right. What is ostensibly a show for kids, but I kind of knew that Kanan was going to be gone by the end of the series. And, but I really liked the way they did it. I, I thought they did it perfectly. Yeah. It was like, and I know I, you just grew on this, but for me, this was the kind of ending I would have liked to have seen for Luke Skywalker, you know, him, uh, you know, sacrificing himself and dying uh, this little bit more of sort of a heroic death. I, I, I think they gave what, what for me, I would have liked to have seen for Luke, they gave to Kanan. And it was really, really moving. Whereas I felt like, in Last Jedi, it was kind of anticlimactic. I mean, the hologram. I wasn't a big fan of that. But it, but that's neither here nor there. And uh, so, anyway, uh, <coughs> let's talk about let's talk about Hera and Sabine. Let's first let's talk about Hera. Um, so she has had this relationship with uh, Kanan, and. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about her character? Did you like the way that things ended for her character? Yeah, I really, well, I liked that she survived for one because yeah. she was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, I, it's probably cliche to say this, but I really like Twi'lex. I just, I love their design and I love that we got one that was a fully realized character because we've had other Twi'lek characters in other media in the movies there was Ayla Secura in the prequels right. we didn't really see much of her her one of her biggest scenes was her dying at the hands right. of clones so I really liked that we got a character from that planet that was a fully realized character that we could really connect with and she's just been one of my favorite characters since the beginning and I really liked how everything played out for her i i'm sad that she didn't get a happy ending with kanan mm-hmm. but i really liked that she kept moving forward and didn't let it set her back yeah i mean it's a little bit confusing how she could possibly end up with a child with kanan because there was no I, there I, they I, literally I, like declared their love and then he he was gone i i i don't really I mean, I guess we can speculate on that. And I don't know how that genetically works either because they're two completely different species. All right. <laughs> and the child looked very human. Yeah. I thought. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe if we get the, uh, the Hera Ahsoka spinoff, <laughs> which I would totally love. Oh, uh, maybe they'll too. explain it. Like maybe he's more like an adopted child that she's just, or something. Maybe they'll have some explanation because it doesn't really make sense. She's, she's just great, really good character, interesting character, has to make choices. She's not like a, none of the women, none of the female characters in the show are Mary Sue's or whatever. And none of them are just sort of cliched warrior women. Like they all have to make choices. They all have, they all backstories. And we get that a lot with Sabine. She's Mandalorian. And, you know, we've gotten to know her a lot more this season, I feel like. Yeah, I've, I've really liked the development of Sabine, especially like last season when we found out so much about her backstory and her uh-huh. life before the, her joining up with the Rebels. Right. I've, 
I've just really liked learning more about her. Mm-hmm. And before her, I don't think I really cared at all about Mandalorians. I know everybody, for some reason, has latched on to Boba Fett as like this amazing character in the Star Wars universe, but he's on screen for like yeah. five minutes in the original movies, and he's a little kid in the in the prequels, so he never was one that I like really latched onto. So I really didn't care about Mandalorians, but with her, now I'm feeling a lot more invested in the history of the Mandalorians. Like I'm, I would be a lot more open to watching a movie about Mandalorians and finding out more about what happened in their past, because with Sabine, I guess she just made it all the more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, she was really, really good, and it was an interesting sort of contrast. I feel like to Hera, who, and she was, she's just more of sort of like a military type character, more like more of a masculine energy to her than Hera. So I, I like the both of them together. I think they're really good, and uh, so, and I like the way that they kept this like pretty small, which is what you had to do, because obviously none of these characters appear in the original trilogy. So like you you have to keep it to this small. They basically kept all of the action to Lothal. And that's, you know, what Ezra's trying to save, trying to save Lothal. And I don't know, what did you think about that? Well, at the beginning of the show, I did not like that. Like the show really had to grow on me. Mm-hmm. It took a couple of seasons before I was really invested in the show because at least to me, when I first started watching it, I was like, this is not as good as Clone Wars because I had been so invested in the Clone Wars for so many years. And then this seemed like a more childish version of the Clone Wars, especially because Ezra was so young and he just, kind of annoyed me and I was kind of annoyed that we had to focus on his home planet so much. So I guess at the beginning I was not invested in Lothal. I really wanted them to go off world and do a lot more roaming around the galaxy, looking at other planets. I'm I like learning about other planets and other creatures on other planets. So I just wanted more of that because we got a lot of that in Clone Wars and we weren't getting that in Rebels. But as Ezra grew up, he really started growing on me. And as I found myself more invested in Ezra, I found myself more invested in Lothal. And then by season four, I was like all in. If it, at season one, you had, they had said they were going to stay on Lothal and that's the only place they were going to be, I would have been really disappointed. But by season four... I was really excited. I really wanted them to free Lafal, and I had no problem with that being the focus. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's basically, he's confronted, and uh, he's given this uh, choice, basically, of uh, is he going to go to the dark side, uh, and he's tempted by the emperor uh, that, uh, with, his, uh, with his family. And uh, it kind of reminded me of in Harry Potter um, when uh, when uh, the Harry is kind of sort of tempted by the love of his family and his parents. 
and uh, the, you know, tried to use that uh, kind of to manipulate him and to, to be against him and, and what he has to kind of uh, decide to do. Kind of, I, I felt like they're somewhat similar. What'd you think of that? I thought it was a good continuation of what happened like toward was the end of season two, beginning of season three, where he was really being tempted by the dark side. Maybe it was season. I don't know. What, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The Malachor, basically. And I, when that happened, that was my, that was like my turning point for where I really started liking his character more. Okay. Added so much more depth rather than him just being this little kid character that was tagging along with these more interesting characters. And I really liked that they showed him facing that temptation and getting past it. And then with this scene in the finale, it was similar, but it was more tied into other things that had happened in recent episodes. But it just, it really showed how much the character has grown. And yeah. I think if he had been presented with that choice in season one, there's like no doubt in my mind that he would have taken that choice. He would have gone to try and free his parents or whatever was going on there. I'm still yeah. not convinced that that was really his parents, but. No, I don't think so. I think it was an illusion. I think it was to tempt him, uh, but I don't think it was real, but he's given that choice. And, uh, and, and you also have uh, in this same uh you have various goings on between all the different characters and you end up with these space whales. The governor is there uh, and she's, she's a pretty cool character. I, I liked all pretty much all the villains in this. And mm -hmm. um, you also get a nice moment with Callus, where he learns that he wasn't responsible for a lot of the bad things that he thought he had been responsible for. I thought that was a nice moment for him. Did you like that? Yeah, that was another of my big surprise moments. I, I have ever since Callus turned good, I have been saying he's going to be dead by the end of the series. There's no way he he's going to live. And I was pleasantly surprised to be proven completely wrong. I was really surprised he made it through. Because at the beginning of the episode, I was like, "Well, this is it for him. He's." he's going to make some sort of heroic sacrifice and be dead by the end of the episode. But no, they gave him a complete story and they, a little yeah. bit of a, even more of a redemption. Yeah. The realization that he did not wipe out the Lasat race. Right. Um, yeah. I really liked, yeah. I've, I've liked him ever since we were introduced to him. I liked him as a bad guy. And then I really liked him once he became good. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I think I've said before in other conversations i'm a sucker for a good redemption story yeah and i really liked his yeah it was really really good and yeah so you have these space whales that cut that came back you must have were a lot of people made fun of the space whales but now I we love the pergle. i knew you loved them i knew you would <laughs> i loved them in the first episode they were in i knew, I, I knew it there's just something about whales in space that is so cool to me and the fact that they have like tentacles and they're like part octopus and i really like octopuses too i they were just i thought they were such a cool creature and i don't know 
I don't, I don't know why this happened, but there was something about the conversation between the, the three characters that were on the ghost. They were talking uh-huh. about sending this, sending this signal into, into hyperspace. And they were like, nobody uses that frequency. What would we be sending this for? And I was like, the, the whales, the space whales. They're going to be calling the space whale. And I was right. And I was shocked that I was right. Yeah. But I'm so glad because they are so cool. I just- He's going to destroy Lothal. And, uh, and so he has a chance to, Ezra has a chance to leave with Hera and all of them. And uh, he refused to do so. Uh, and the the tentacles of the space whales are getting uh, you know bigger and bigger and bigger, and these space whales can go into hyperspace. And so we uh, we you know we see this there's this tension this tension building, and so they end up going into hyperspace. And so the Ezra and Thrawn are uh, are both somewhere, and we don't know where they ended up. Uh, and what did you think of Thrawn in this um, series? It was a big announcement at Star Wars Celebration when they announced that we're bringing Thrawn back. I really liked him. I've, I know he was a big character in the expanded universe before this. Yeah. I didn't really read much of the expanded universe. I, I have a vague memory of checking out one of those books from the library after I watched the the movies for the first time when I was a teenager but I don't remember anything about it and I'm pretty sure it was a book with Thrawn so beyond that I don't I don't have much of a connection to the character except that I know that a lot of Star Wars fans loved him as a villain so I was not like super excited that they were bringing him on but I wasn't like against it I was just it was just another one like I'll just see where this goes. Right. So I it I discovered that I really like him. I think he's a great villain. Mm-hmm. He's he's right up there with Darth Vader and the Emperor in terms of evilness. And yeah. I would say in some ways he's almost worse in a more personal level than they are because they have these yeah. grand overarching evil schemes. But he's like. I don't know, almost personally vindictive with people that he's going against. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, think it's, I agree. He is just so like, uh, there's, there's no mercy. Like he, and he doesn't even really try to sort of like the emperor could like, would kind of try to sort of oil you up and, and win you over or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't even try. He's just like, he's, he's just a complete, uh, just dictator character, like he's really bad, and uh, but I thought in a compelling way, it wasn't grown inducing to me. I thought he was really good. I also thought the governor was really good as a villain. I thought I liked her a lot, and and she sounds exactly like Kate Blanchett, that voice actress. Like I don't know how she does that, but uh, I would have sworn it was Kate Blanchett doing the the voice cast. The voice cast in this series has been just herb whether yeah. it's Freddie Prince Jr. or uh, you know, just everybody has been so great and uh, and so yeah and then we get our our final kind of ending where we get to see kind of where all the characters are kind of ending which I like that they do that because I uh, you don't really 
need the ending of shows to be like all obtuse and weird and stuff like that. Like some people might think that's creative, but it's actually just really frustrating. Like when you watch a show, you kind of want to know, okay, this is where our characters are. I mean, yeah, I guess we didn't know exactly where Ezra is, but we know kind of what he's doing. And we Mm -hmm. know that, uh, uh, we know who's coming after him. So actually we should talk, I can't believe we haven't talked about Ahsoka. So Ahsoka, um, we finally get her back in these last Mm -hmm. couple of episodes. And uh, what did you think about her arc through this series and in this finale? Well, I've, Ahsoka, Ahsoka is unequivocally my favorite Star Wars character in any media. Yeah. Ahsoka is the best. She's amazing. I've been so invested in her character since the Clone Wars. And it was, I, I'm, I don't, you probably already know sort of what happens to her since we have this show, but it was very, I don't know, gut-wrenching. Her, her last episodes in Clone Wars with her basically giving up everything that she had in her life and leaving, and then we never saw her again. And I was so excited to have her back in Rebels to continue her story and see what became of her, where she went. And I love how they have her being a Jedi without being a Jedi. Cause she, uh-huh. she says very, very flat out. I am not a Jedi because of what happened to her with the Jedi. And I, I loved having her back and it was, that was like the worst part of the last couple of seasons was not knowing where she was and what happened to her. That was so surprising to me. Like I was shocked that, uh, that we didn't see her at all in season four. I was, that surprised Mm -hmm. me so much. I, I was, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because she really doesn't have a way off the planet. She's kind of stuck there because she doesn't have a ship. She, everybody else left or the, the temple was in ruins. So it, I guess it makes sense that she didn't come back, but at the same time, I, I wanted them to write in some sort of a, write in a plot where she finds a way off the planet because I don't know. I just, I wanted her back, but I understand why they didn't do it. And I really liked how they brought her back. But now I really want to know what was going on on those. What what is it? Five, at least five years between the time she was trapped on the planet. And then where she showed up at the finale after the battle of Endor. Right. That's at least five years, probably more. So I want to know what was going on there. I know they've got, one book already that sort of details her life in between Clone Wars and Rebels. I'm thinking that they've probably, they may be planning another book that details yeah. that five years. Um, I, I think I so. And yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Even though I didn't watch Clone Wars, I really loved her character here. I thought that she was really interesting. And the idea of seeing sort of a student, student of Anakin is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know at the beginning of Clone Wars, people did not like her. She, I, they felt, 
about Ahsoka at the beginning of Clone Wars like I felt about Ezra at the beginning of Rebels. Because basically they just saw her as this annoying little kid who was tagging along with all the people they wanted the stories to be about. I guess it didn't bother me because I kind of, I liked her well enough at the beginning. And then as the show went on, I, she grew and my appreciation for her character grew as well. Yeah. Well, and, here is, I, I loved her. When we, lo- when we say goodbye to her in the end of season three, and I mean, it's pretty emotional scene because she's, confronting Darth Vader and and who's Anakin of course and so there that is one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars it was so good and you know what she's having to deal with these conflicted feelings that and he wants her to completely go with him and embrace the dark side but she refuses and they have this fight and it was so good and Mm -hmm. and so and then we just we kind of leave her there we don't know what's what's happened with her and Vader with her and you know the temple and everything and so i was i was shocked that we didn't get her last season but it was great this season and i would totally watch an ahsoka hera um looking for ezra <laughs> series if they wanted if they wanted to do it i totally would be there 100 i i kind of have a feeling that they may have been setting something like that up yeah, especially with her approaching Sabine at the end of the series, in her like I don't know wise old mass jet mass like a Jedi master in the cloak, and I think she had a staff. Yeah, it, I think they were setting something like that up. Um, I this is not anything that Disney has confirmed, but uh, someone online found out that Disney has trademarked a title and logo for something called Star Wars Resistance. And they're speculating that this is going to be the next animated series. And it could be something in between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And I'm kind of wondering if that the end of Rebels was setting up the beginning of the next series, because that would, that's like the perfect segue into a series. Like, Ezra is missing, yeah. they need to find him, and it would have them going on this journey looking for him. Great finale. I'm sad that the show's over, but it's if you haven't watched it, it's really wonderful. It's really well done. Great animation, too, we should say, uh, throughout. I really enjoyed it. And not every episode lands, but enough do. There's definitely some really kiddie ones with like the space cats and stuff like that. But I, I it it's a show that the whole family can really enjoy. I think totally agree. After being kind of conflicted about Last Jedi, it's, it's just kind of nice to have something from Star Wars that, for me, I just like unequivocally love. And mm-hmm. uh, again, so that that makes me feel good. So anyway, I think, I think that the Star Wars franchise as a whole sort of shows why I tend to gravitate towards television more than movies Uh because especially like with between rebels and like most of the movies you get so much more character development because you have so much more time with the characters and you get to see so much more of their lives than you do in a two-hour movie yeah you have like what was the it was 16 half-hour episodes so basically eight hours 
you get eight hours as for a season rather than two hours for a movie. You get to know the characters so much more. And I, this is not to knock movies at all. I still love movies. I still right, no, I understand. Movies. Yeah, I can totally, I think that is very true. Uh, I, uh, it's just such a, a more investment of time, but it definitely That's can true. flesh out those characters for sure. So, all right, well, great. Well, thanks for joining me to talk about this. This was really fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I I really liked the show and I really like talking about it. Yeah, it was really good. And so, uh, um, where can people reach you? Where can people find you? Um, you can find me all across social media at John J North. That's my Twitter handle. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and I have a YouTube channel as well. Um, no dedicated URL for that, but you'll have it linked below. Yeah, we'll definitely check his channel out. Please subscribe to his channel. And uh, you can find me at SmilingLDS Girl on social media and at uh, Rachel's Reviews on YouTube and iTunes. And I will be looking at Wrinkle in Time sometime this week. Uh, I think I'm going to go on Thursday, so that should be fun. And uh, there's going to be some more uh, videos and, and fun stuff coming up. So I look forward to that. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, thank you.